When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We're here for Chemist Warehouse. Heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Let's get into a review. Finals week one results. Broncos 26-0 against the Storm. Panthers 32-6 against the Warriors. Roosters 13-12 against the Sharks. Knights 30-28 against the Raiders. We'll go through the Broncos Storm game first. Smithy, where did you see this one and lost? Did anything surprise you? How did you, you uh, rate this game? Oh, well, what surprised me was how quiet the key position players of Melbourne were. That was they, they play, played well below their, their own standard. Jerome Hughes, Cam Munster and Harry Grant. They um yeah, they just they couldn't get themselves into the game and they come up with some some mistakes that just you know weren't quite themselves. Like it, a couple of those, you know, there was some forward passes and a couple of errors, some some ordinary kicks and I was watching as I was watching it unfold, I'm just like, nah, that's that's not them. You know, that's not their t- typical self. It's not their it's not their <laughs> Certainly, far from their their best football that they've shown us over the you know, last couple of years, in particular. But you know, you got to say that the, the Broncos applied a lot of pressure to them. Mm. They 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 didn't allow them you know too much room to move. They took a lot of time away from them. Um, that a fast moving defensive line and and they were physical, right? So they they got physical with the Melbourne middlemen, which you know makes it harder for those key position players to play play when there's no momentum. Mm. So that was my concern. If you remember the last week when we were discussing this game, you know, the, the preview of it, that was my concern around how was Melbourne going to try and figure out a way to to get around the size and the power of the Broncos footy side. Mm. That was my concern. And and my thoughts were if if they can take some punishment early, which you know, I, I know the Melbourne Storm can do because they're a fit side and you know they're a very brave footy side. If they can take some punishment early and and still have Broncos at zero and then go and score some points of their own, they could, you know, their their best bet was to try and create a little bit of doubt in the minds of particularly those younger Broncos that haven't either that was their first final finals game or there was a, a handful of them that had only played one or two finals matches. So. That was that was their opportunity I seen, but they they just couldn't do it. Yeah, you know, the, the Broncos were so powerful. They ran through them. They hit them hard. Um, and although it was only eight nil at half time, I personally I thought that was a great result for the Storm mm. to go in at only eight nil down. I thought it could have been a lot more, but um, yeah, the the thing that I took away from that was very impressive performance by Broncos. And the Storm's key men, they um, they were well below their best. Yeah, I think, and look, I'm happy to be wrong. I'm happy to be proven wrong with the Melbourne Storm. You know, they've done it so many times, done it to me, done it to everyone in rugby league. So I'm happy to be proven wrong. But I do think that it did show that they need to go into the market for some forwards. Um, you know, the forwards I've got there are tough as anything. They mm. go all day and, you know, there's no denying that they, you know, they do themselves proud with effort. Like there's no denying yep. that at all. Yes. But I do think when you looked at the difference in 
explosiveness, the difference in size, outside of obviously Nelson coming on and he did cause some trouble for the Broncos. Yep. I do think that the the Storm are lacking one or two, uh, I guess, not not necessarily game breakers, but like if they could go out and get another couple Elikatoas, yeah, and that sounds stupid to say, like you don't just pick them off trees. <laughs> That's um, right, yeah. But I do think that when you looked at that forward pack, they even though they sh- tried, you know, gallantly to match it with the Broncos, they just couldn't, unfortunately. And as I said, I'm I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I'm just I just don't know whether that they've been able to recover losing Tino Dale, Bromwich mm-hmm. Brothers, um, Kofusi in in a 24 month period. Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, all all yeah, you know, sort of. Um, you know, guys that well, what they do is they create momentum, right? They they got great leg speed. They do you know a lot of work through the middle. They provide opportunities for, in particular, Hughes and Grant. Mm. Um, and I agree with you. I, I thought the guy that that actually gave the Broncos a, a few issues was Nelson. Mm. I thought when he came on, he actually skittled a few defenders and you know got some quick play of the balls and and away the storm attack went. Um, so. You know, for, for mine, I, I was surprised to see him named on the bench again. I thought Craig might have opted for him to start this week. But, you know, there might be a late change. And, and we've seen that nearly, you know, there's a lot of games this year where the bench, some bench players come on and start and, you know, they swap around and all that sort of stuff. So maybe he might start him um, in this game against the Roosters this weekend. But, yeah, they, um, they came with a, a really... Um, aggressive game plan, the Broncos, and I'll tell you what, mate, they they stuck to it from from yeah. the very first tackle of the game yeah. until the last. They they stuck to it, and they were really impressive. They were really impressive for, like I said, different reasons to, you know, the Panthers who were impressive themselves, um, but they they certainly look like they are in a, a very very strong position to go through to a grand final. I know we don't, I don't want to sort of, you know go the early crow or put the mockers on them, Kempi, but they're in a very good position to go through to the grand final. Now, we've already spoken a bit about the Panthers-Warriors, so let's get to the Roosters for Sharks. Yep. What did you take away from this game? Can the Roosters ruffle a few feathers, no pun intended, heading into a prelim and potentially a grand final? Well, I think they can, mate, because they're in a they're in a really good frame of mind at the moment. And you can tell by the way they're playing their footy. like They're defending strongly. They found their... their their defence that has has you know taken them all the way through to grand finals in the past, which really wasn't there earlier in the year, and also they they've got their they've got their attack back as well. They're all on the same page. Mm. I think Sammy Walker's made a huge difference with him coming back in only a few weeks ago. I think um, you know I, I think he's added a little bit of spark. I think what he has added to is a little bit of um, unpredictability as far as the opposition is concerned he's always sort of you know keeping defenders in in two minds about what he's going to do um and Luke Keery's playing as good as he's played all year so you know I know they're they're down on troops um I I get that and a lot of people are saying well that's that's going to be a really tough job going down to Melbourne particularly after Melbourne got belted um they'll bounce back but you know I'm wary I'm wary of them given given the confidence that they're playing with at the moment. And I actually think Trent Robinson as coach, I think he's enjoying the situation they're in. Agreed. Because they've been, because they have been sudden death pretty much for the last, what, six weeks. You know, I I remember hearing him 
talk. I, I seen him pre-game. They were playing against um, Parramatta. And he said, you know, like this is this is when you see the best football played is because all the players are aware that like th- there's no there's no option of losing. Like we are we are sudden death from here on out until until our last game. We are sudden death football. So this is when you see, you know, players playing their best their best football. And <laughs> I got to say, like he's right. It's it's I haven't seen the Roosters play better all year. Mate, the Roosters are in almost a perfect position for the squad they have. I know they're missing some players, but when you look at their ins, mate, a lot worse teams have done a lot bigger things. That's for sure. Um, mm. I actually think they're in a great position because no longer do they have the pressure of, oh, look at your roster. It's incredible. You should be winning a comp. Yeah. They're, they're the underdogs now. So it's just mm. like, boys, we just go out and play. And, and they've been playing like that for a while now where – they don't look like there's a pressure on their shoulders. They've simplified their game, and they're just seeing, playing basically eyes up footy and, and going with whatever they feel in front of them, trusting that their defense is some of the best in the competition. I think they're in a, you know, the perfect position to ambush a few sides, to be honest. Yeah, and and that, like you just you just said that word, you know, trust. Like the trust and belief, it's as high as it's been all year, and that's why they're playing so well. Um, but when you, I guess, when you look on the other side of the field from last week's game, like Cronulla, you're thinking, like, how did they not get that job done? When, particularly when Tedesco went off, so they go down, they go down to twelve. They've got their fullback off the field, and we all know how important the fullback is in the game now, particularly with like defence and setting your defensive line and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, you're dragging one man out of the front line. And putting him at the back because Tedesco was off the field, so uh, yeah, I, I don't know how they weren't be, weren't able to sort of come up with some sort of plan to pick apart the Roosters while Tedesco was off the field, mate. Like when he was off the field, there was two bomb tries, two yeah. tries that were basically should have been tries. And I look, they're inexperienced, I guess, as a team to a degree, the Sharky side. And when you look at their spine, say compared to the Roosters' spine, you'd go, okay. But they put themselves in. I felt that Nico, aside from obviously the drop goals, which he should have iced, I thought Nico did everything he could to put them in a position to execute and score points. I just yeah. think that there's a there's a few too many players sometimes at the Sharks that are okay with making mistakes, mm. um, and not like I don't mean as in they're like, oh yeah, it's no no problem. But I, sometimes I feel like it doesn't sting them enough that their their completion rate is so low. They got the second worst completion rate I think in the competition. Well, they they've been um, like. They've played back-to-back finals, right? Last year, they finished top four. But why is it that you think they struggle to get results against top eight sides? Or you get to the pointy end of the season and they really struggle. If you actually look across their list, right, that, that, like they've got a quality football side there. Yeah. There's no doubt about Absolutely. that. But if you look across their list, Nico Hines played 10 minutes of origin this year. But if you look across the rest of them, like there's there's no really – like. No, not one player in that in that team has a cemented representative spot. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. If you look at Broncos, you look at Penrith, like they're littered. You know, they've got they've got guys that play that that sort of that top tier football regularly. So they know when they get into finals, they get into those big games. They know how to up the tempo. They know how to raise their level. They go to another. They they find another gear. Whereas I feel as though that's where Cronulla struggle a little bit. Mm. They just they just don't know how to find that next gear when it comes to the bigger games. Yeah, I, I think that um, 
Fitzy probably needs to recruit one or two players, maybe one big front rower. Like a, a when you look at the top tier, they've got you know Fisher Harris, you've got your Payne Hasses. Um, mm. You look at the Storm, you've got Nelson. You look at the Raiders, Tarpin Air. You know, like each team in the top tier has like Saifidi brothers for Newey. Whereas I look at the the Sharkies, although as you said, when you look at the roster, it's a bloody good roster. But that yeah. next tier of player, mm. I just think that they might need to bring another tier of player in. And look, with Wade Graham retiring, Finucan another year or so away from retirement, maybe they do that does free up salary cap space to do that. Um, but anyway, we're going to have to head to a break. After the break, we've got plenty more to talk about, uh, including Jack Whiten's biting incident.